0: Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia M. Dooley. Late Night Conversations, we are the A-Team. My name is Patricia Antuli. We are speaking now about health issues in the workplace. It's very important for us A-Teamers to ensure that everyone is well. But mental health has been one of those issues that we have really, really ignored. Or I don't know whether ignore is the right word, but we have not prioritized. Whether in the home or in our religious sectors, in our traditional sectors, especially in the workplace. And uh, to talk to us about um, the ever-growing uh, mental health issue in South Africa, we have Janine Shamos who's a transformation coach, a trauma therapist, communication and training specialist. A-teamers, I'd like you to help me welcome Janine. Janine, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you so much for always covering such important topics. Now, this is a topic that is is more than just important, but very critical, because mental health is one of those issues that we just don't understand. Um, I mean, growing up for me, if you, I, I, hearing mental health as a as a youngster, I'll think of someone who's not able to string together a proper sentence, someone who needs mm. to be in a straitjacket, and now all of a sudden, the definition has just trickled down. So maybe could you give us a context as to what do we? What do we refer to when we say mental health and uh, marry it to the workplace? So the the stigma is absolutely true.
1: Um, Most of us were brought up thinking that, you know, the people who kind of bark at the moon or run around, you know, sort of wagging their their blankets are, you know, they're insane. Um, And mental health is really the optimum functioning where physically and emotionally and mentally you can think and process and achieve your best in your life, and your daily life. So you can cope with stress, and I'm not saying ridiculous amounts of stress, but you can cope with stress. Um, You are able to make rational decisions. You are able to be productive. And all of that fits under the term of being mentally healthy. Being mentally unhealthy is when you can't do that, when you're so stuck that... You can't make decisions. You just feel, which I think a lot of people at this time of year generally, and especially now, um, are feeling very fatigued and exhausted and down and anxious and just can't kind of move up and and pick themselves up.
0: Now, in the workplace, I mean, I'm sure with uh, all the stresses that we as adults have to face, financial, family um, and health, this should be one of those issues that should be prioritized, but it doesn't seem like it is.
1: Uh, No, unfortunately, it's very much still the stepchild. Um, We've been talking about sort of the mental health budget and awareness for many, many years, and it's still very unprioritized. But mental illness or mental ill health, so not even people needing to be hospitalized, just people suffering from chronic fatigue and chronic stress, cost the South African economy, in the billions so it is something not only for on a human side should it be dealt with but also from the financial side people who are suffering from mental illness or are not as mentally healthy as they could be are not as productive as they can be um, and we know that south africa has the sixth highest suicide rate in africa we have a serious suicide problem a serious male suicide problem as well And we need to be looking at the workplace as a way to get people help to to learn new coping skills.
0: We are talking to Janine Shamos who's a transformation coach, trauma therapist, communication and training specialist and uh, we are looking at mental health and it becoming a priority, especially in the workplace. A-teamers, I'd like to hear from you. Perhaps you suffer from a mental health issue. How is your workplace treating you? Are you finding it to be a conducive environment for you to work and also to be productive? Do you see that there is support or channels for you to be able to get the help? Please do interact with us on WhatsApp on 0614104107. You can also call in on 0117142006 or even SMS on 41391. Janine, how does a work environment create a situation where it is conducive enough for employees to be able to be open about their mental health?
1: It's a very difficult thing to do because most people are still so closed off to it. So you know, there's still, you know, we, we often get told, you know, open-door policies, come and talk to me if, anything's not, if you're not okay. But actually doing that, you feel stigmatized. You feel like there's a mark against your name that people are now watching you. So attitudes do need to change. And we do need to educate from management all the way down to recognize the warning signs. And particularly now, when people are going back to workplaces, and there's there's not only the you know, reduction in salaries or unemployment, but there's also the fear that uh, is this place hygienic enough? Is it clean enough? Am I going to get sick here? There's a lot of stress that goes with it, and it's very important that every company, no matter how big or small, has the ability to say to their staff right from the cleaners all the way up that We are here. It's okay to not be okay some days. It's okay to be able to say, I I need to come out, I'm not coping. And to have numbers and resources in place for people to call.
0: So the work environment, does it start with the, 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 the human resources department? Or should it be line managers who are creating this particular environment that is conducive?
1: I think very important that they work as a team. So, you know, we we often say yes, technically it falls under HR, but realistically HR is often you know someone sitting in an office on the fourth floor that you never really see. Um, So it is important that whoever you're you're in contact with, you know, whether it's a a team boss or. Ahead of a small creative group or whoever, you know, however your company is structured, that there is someone who has been trained in how to identify warning signs that someone is reaching cracking point and burnout points um, and what to do. And to be that person who, who forwards emails and has the internet and puts up posters in the workplace to say, Hey, you know, this has been a really horrible year and we're all stressed out and we're all freaking. But, here are some things to help you. you know, there's going to be a talk at lunch or there's going to be a webinar or why don't you take a pamphlet home. Something proactive that people think, okay, we're talking about it, so if I talk about it, no one's going to judge me.
0: Mm. And in, in, in terms of becoming transparent... And accepting of people with mental health uh, illnesses, how how what are the protocols that workplaces need to follow? Because obviously, if I constantly have to go off work because I suffer from anxiety, and I, I'm I'm not really comfortable talking about my anxiety because of fearing of being stigmatized, mm. but this needs to change obviously. So, what are the protocols that a workplace needs to to adhere to to ensure that they are transparent, but also accepting of people suffering from mental
1: It's a very good question and legally um, in terms of our law you if you're suffering from a mental illness you do not have to disclose that which is you know yes it's protective of people's rights but it does as you say make things difficult when you know I'm kind of looking and Susie's never there and you know she falls apart and throws her toys and leaves the office and nothing happens Um. So I do think we need to start a conversation where, you know, we don't make it mandatory that people talk about it or disclose their status, but that there is a safe way for them to do it. And if we start conversations, I think we we had a conversation ages ago in, in a corporate and we said it was on a, a webinar and we said, okay, just press your little raise hand button um, on Zoom, anybody who has felt really down and fatigued and not able to get out of bed this week. And it was ninety five percent of the people on the call. So we've all been there. We we it's a very human thing to feel. So I think we need to stop those conversations from that level and that basis to change this isn't a them thing, this is a human thing.
0: Let's go to a voice note from our A teamers. Okay, it seems we're having an issue with uh, the WhatsApp line, but uh, what I can do is that let me start off with this particular message here from Donald Mamboma. Donald says, good evening, Patricia, and all A-teamers. If you disclose your mental health at work, what will be your future at the workplace? Very important question, this. It is a very important question. And, you know, legally, it's it's quite a minefield
1: because legally you you can't be you cannot be fired for disclosing a mental illness or a mental health issue. Um, At the same time, you know, you can't also use it as an excuse to say, well, I'm only here once a week, so you just deal with it because I have depression or I'm anxious. Um, So there has to be a, a kind of give and take where you are looking for help, you are getting support and... The company generally, you know, part of what they need to also be doing is being proactive and say, hey, here are some resources. If we're not signed up to something like where we have a dedicated line like the South African Depression Anxiety Group, here's their number. You can phone them and they'll, they'll refer you to somebody. Um, if you don't have an in-house counselor, give people another option so that you're working together to deal with the issue rather than stigmatizing and making the person almost feel like they have to choose between being employed or being healthy.
0: Let's take a bit of a breather. Remember, A-Team, as we are talking about mental health being a priority when it comes to the workplace uh, wellness. Talk to us on uh, WhatsApp on 0614104107 or SMS41391. We'll come back to the WhatsApp voice notes that you have been sending. And uh, our guest is Janine Shamos, who's a transformation coach, trauma therapist, communication and training specialist. Late night conversations with Patricia Dooley, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight.
1: Hi, Patricia. Hi, and evening to your guest also. My name is Leon. I'm from Hot Cape Town. What I want to know from your guest: one, uh, if you have been diagnosed. Or let us let let's use this example. If you in your youth you have already tried three times to commit suicide, and your adult adult life is no more better, you already at four. that went to the ground what would be the advice the guests would give to that kind of person
0: okay Janine uh, although this is not focused on the workplace but it's uh, clearly a scenario that's a, a very sad one um, a couple of suicide attempts marriages that have failed and um, you know just life not being good in general what sort of advice would you give to someone like that
1: so very importantly is Never give up hope. There's always there's always help out there, and sometimes we we try and fix problems ourselves, um, and that doesn't work, and that's okay. But seek help, seek professional help from someone that you you trust. And if you don't have a GP or a family doctor that you trust, please give Sadag a call. Um, they are open twenty four hours a day on eight hundred twenty one twenty two twenty three. And they can guide you and counsel you through it and just refer you to someone who, who can, you can open up to and get help from. Because, you know, very often we try and solve things in the same way and it keeps failing and we think things just try harder. Sometimes it's not us. We, we need someone to help us and just take our hand and lead us through the process. So to someone like that, please just don't give up don't give up. There is always hope and
0: there's always someone out there to speak to. Now let's take this and flip it on the other side. Um, For an employer who notices that perhaps one of their employees is suffering of mental illness or anxiety, whatever it may be. Does that employer, out of concern, have the right to approach this employee and offer some sort of help? Yes, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And
1: it is important that you know, if you do notice, whether it's HR or your line manager or the, the lady in the cafeteria, it doesn't really matter. But if someone does notice a problem, then yes, please, you know, speak up and make sure that it's a non-judgmental way, not sort of, well, you've been weird. What's wrong with you? Um, you know, just, I'm concerned and worried about you. What can we do to help? How can we assist you?
0: For smaller companies now, obviously productivity is, uh, you know, is reliant on the small uh, number of employees that are there. Mm. How does a small company or a small entrepreneurial organization that is reliant on literally every single person and there's no backup? If this person is not available or they are not well, things will not happen. How does yeah. a company like that then promote wellness programs and support um, without losing out on the human capital and resources that the company Company needs to run.
1: It's a very important question, because especially now, I mean, we're facing a situation where we don't have full workforces anyway, um, so it is very important that you create an ethos in your company, no matter if it's like two of you or three of you, um, that you have an ethos of talking it through, you know, have a, a little suggestion box or have a hey, we're going to have a knock session on Tuesday mornings and we're, we're just going to vent. Um, and have resources in places that are visible. So someone doesn't have to necessarily go to their manager or go to their boss and say, I need help. There are posters with numbers that are freely available and freely visible. So if someone is feeling bad or not coping or if something's happened to them, um, we know crime is on the increase there, there's been a lot of hijackings, a lot of housebreakings. They're people who are very, very traumatized right now. So, you know, just have those resources that are available um, and make it that everybody in your company knows that you are there to support them and you're there to make sure that they are okay because that ultimately is going to mean your bottom line as well. Um, and I'd rather have someone take half a day on a friday then be burnt out on a monday
0: now an a Mahia here is asking um what about people uh, living with epilepsy how is the person going to be treated in the workplace
1: it's again a similar stigma because it's very misunderstood. um so again you cannot be fired for having epilepsy um it is always advisable to let HR know because a lot of companies will have, if not, well, I think every company has to have a designated health and safety person. But, you know, all companies will have numbers to call if something happens. So you want to be able to, you know, let let them know if if I have a seizure, this is what's going to happen. This is what I need you to do. Um, so that if th- something does happen, they know what to inform paramedics or healthcare workers or whatever. Um, but it is not something that is a fireable offense or a non-hireable offense. Uh, not offense, but issue. Um, so disclose. You know, it's, it's something that we need to talk more about. And very often, you know, people are so wary of, of disclosing their, their health status, no matter what it is. Um, that we don't talk about it and that that leads to more stigma and more secrecy so not saying put it on a billboard and let the whole company know but make sure that at least a couple of people do know
0: Mm, because obviously you do need the support and you do need the help now if you feel that you're being discriminated in the workplace janine um because of your mental health what is it that you can do to ensure that you know the discrimination stops
1: so the most important thing to do is give SADAG a call. Um, we have a service where we log calls and complaints um, and we can guide you through depending on what is happening at work, how you've been treated, um, you know, what the, the background is and each case is obviously different but we will certainly guide you in what your rights are um, and where you can take it because a lot of people still are discriminated against and that is absolutely not okay. So give us a call at 10 number eight hundred twenty-one twenty-two twenty-three, 21 22 23 and people can give us a call or visit our website um, and have a look and just see what their, you know, their rights are in terms of mental health and, and the law.
0: Jeanine, thank you so very much and uh, we really appreciate the fact that there is a place where we can go to get assistance Um as we close off perhaps give us that number again and if there's a website please do share it Sure, so it's zero eight hundred twenty one twenty two twenty three,
1: and the website is sadag, S-A-D-A-G, dot org. So it's South African Depression and Anxiety Group and we are open seven days a week 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. So, if anyone does need help, please don't don't feel like you're alone. Pick up mm-hmm. the phone, there's someone there.
0: Thank you so very much, um, Janine, and uh, really do appreciate the great work that you are doing at SADAC. It's much needed by South Africans. It is. Thank you so much for covering it, and have a good night, everyone. Good evening. It's 11 o'clock, officially time for us to go to the newsroom to look at with that beautiful and sultry voice. And after that, it will be time for uh, Closet Conversations.